Welcome to The Handoff, the podcast for nurse leaders from Trusted Health. I'm Dr. Danny Bowie. I'm thrilled to share my conversation with Dr. Brian Sis. Brian is the Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Executive at Memorial Hermann Health System. And he shares his insights on embracing innovation and driving change in the healthcare industry. We'll dive into the exciting work that's happening at Memorial Hermann Nursing Institute, exploring their community-centric approach, and discuss the crucial roles nurses play as problem solvers and innovators in healthcare today. Brian, welcome to The Handoff. Well, thank you so much. I'm uh, incredibly happy about the opportunity to spend an hour or so with you today. Brian, I want to jump into it and just start helping our listeners understand a bit more about who you are and your professional journey. So if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about your professional background and journey and how you got to where you are today. I look back and I'm so fortunate to have worked in you know, all models of healthcare just about with some really amazing people. Started my nursing career in the military as a computer programmer, transitioned into nursing, best decision ever for me because I absolutely love being a nurse. Uh, Retired after a 20-year short stint in the military (laughs) and a lot of amazing opportunities uh, in that system. I wouldn't have traded that for anything. And yeah, that in that period of my life, I really discovered something about myself that I don't know that I fully appreciated until kind of now. And that's, I'm incredibly mission driven. So I transitioned from the army into the VA health system as in their ambulatory footprint, ACNO, CNO was in that system a total of about 10 years, uh, then moved to an incredible opportunity with HCA was with uh, them in the for-profit world both at their corporate office and at their system level for about uh, four years. And then how could you not uh, take an opportunity when Memorial Hermann established this role? I saw that as just, you know, that really is the opportunity kind of been looking for my whole life, to be honest with you. And I uh, was fortunate enough to, to be here. I've been here for about a year. Wow. The stars aligning. And I am so intrigued by your background, computer science through military, and then for-profit, not-for-profit, it's quite diverse and unique and probably gives you some really important perspective, I think, for healthcare in general. And I just love hearing your mission-driven approach. Now, considering your diverse background, both non-nursing, military, private, you know, all these different sectors that you mentioned, as you think about your journey, are there any unique programs or nursing initiatives that you found to be particularly impactful or interesting as you went throughout your career? Yeah, there, there's so many. Um, you know, in thinking about that, I'll dive into one that really developed over a period of years. Started with my military background because where I ended my military background is I had the opportunity to really work alongside and build capabilities and drive outcomes with nurses from all over the world, not just with the U.S. Army, but with our allied nations, looking at how they develop strategies based on populations, how we intervened in health systems, and again, doing that all over the world, really opened my eyes to the capabilities of what nurses um, can be as true professionals and being partners in some of these incredibly complex situations. And, you know, it didn't matter the environment they're working in, incredibly austere environments, as you can imagine, all the way to these tertiary, quaternary, um, really complex uh, urban type environments. And so looking at the world from really a different lens of a nursing perspective 
had the capability to say, hey, you know, as nurses, we have the opportunity to change lives, not only just at the individual at the bedside, but we can impact entire communities. So when I transitioned into the VA, uh, had the opportunity to find a couple of people that really believed in the vision of, you know, dealing with populations and making an impact on a bigger scale. We started a small two-person population health uh, nurse-led clinic, if you will. The outcomes were amazing. And over a period of years, that really blossomed into a multidisciplinary integrated uh, case management process. Don't want to try to take credit for what the, the VA's uh, integrated care management program has become, but I do like to think that our efforts from that time where we started with a two-person shop to you know over 50, that the outcomes were so amazing that we helped spark innovation, spread modernization throughout the whole VA system. And really proud of two of uh, those leaders that were part of that original mo model, Dorothy and Rachel, they have continued to lead those efforts all over the country. And so, you know, really buying into that, something that we can start small, produce the outcomes is a really good example of what nurses bring to the table. Um, Dorothy being the nurse, uh, Rachel's actually a social worker who is actually a big part of, of building that multidisciplinary team on, on how we work together, deliver outcomes that not only just improve what we're doing at a health system level, but ultimately really can impact populations not just for your community, but all over, this, all over the country. That's amazing. And I did not know that you had such a global view of nursing. And I'd be so interested to just have a conversation for an hour about what you learned, you know, around the world and, and the nursing profession in, in different cultures and countries. Um, the integrated model that you developed, as I was listening to that, I Loved hearing how you started small and then built and refined the process and, are, and allowed for that innovation with, you know, it sounded like true PDCA. And uh, obviously, I also heard the alignment of mission-driven and, and community health. Um, you know, I want to focus a bit more also on, on the work that you're doing presently. I know that, as you mentioned in your intro, as the system CNO from Memorial Herman, you know, that was a role that you have been looking for throughout your career and it's a perfect fit for you. And uh, can you share a bit more about the nursing vision and core principles that you're living by and, and leading through uh, at Memorial Herman? Yeah, a a absolutely. This is, uh, you know, Memorial Herman, it had to brag on the system just a little bit. You know, we're a community-owned uh, healthcare entity. We're the largest provider of healthcare in our region. So we feel like we have we have a true duty to our community and to to operate in a way that actually builds healthier communities now and for generations to come. And so a little bit about our health system. You know, we have around 12,000 nurses. And uh, the dedication to excellence is, is amazing. And we have multiple Beacon Awards, Lantern Awards, uh, you know, our Salute to Nurses, which is a thing the Houston Chronicle does that really highlights uh, nursing excellence in our communities. We have over 70 nurses that were recognized this year out of 200, uh, five in the top 15. And then at the same time, incredibly proud to say we have eight magnet designated facilities. If you just take a look at that soon to be nine, we have number nine uh, right in the crosshairs that we're, we're chasing down as we speak. But, but if you just take a look at that, uh, you know, there is a reason where you see, you know, some of the, the Joint Commission accreditations, the U.S. news reports and things. 
there's a reason that our system consistently shows up in, in multiple. And I think that it has a lot to do with we as a system are committed to excellence, but I'm more proud to say that as nursing, we're committed to that. And I think it's incredibly important that we leverage that. And so what we've done here is really work hard to elevate the voice of nursing. And as we have gone around through our surveys, uh, direct conversations with, with different nurse leaders and frontline nurses, rounding all the things we've done to really make sure that we're taking a, a shot at giving every voice an opportunity to be heard and then really acting on that. So we've really come up with three things that have been pervasive. It is grow, excel, and reimagine. So we have bucketed our nursing strategy based on the input from the nurses in those three buckets. When we talk about grow, we're talking about optimizing clinical education efforts, advancing opportunities, different talent strategies, and then how we align with our academic partners to make sure that true career progression is available at all levels. In our Excel space, we're talking about our professional practice, and that's where you see a lot of the uh, outcomes of that, where the excelling in the magnet designations, we have a transition to practice program that is accredited with accolades through the ANCC um, and a lot of the other industry recognitions. And then our advocacy platform, we took 80 nurses to the Capitol uh, just a few weeks ago to advocate for the workplace violence bills and for tuition reimbursement. Those bills are moving nicely uh, through the process at this moment. I'd like to think that, that the voice of our nurses had something to do with not only impacting our community, but Texas in general. And then, you know, in our reimagined space, uh, really taking a look at, we've heard loud and clear, we need to reimagine uh, acute care and in particular med surge. And what type of innovation and inquiry can we bring to that environment where we're looking at safety and well-being and building our nursing brand in that space where you could be a med surge nurse and have all of the things that we can offer and deliver excellent care, be a part of the team and do that maybe in a dual role, like with an academic partner or a uh, professional practice partner, or maybe with a robot. And it's really kind of looking at all of those types of things and delivering them to the bedside nurse, but delivering the things that they find valuable. And I think that's what's incredibly important as we talk about all of this strategy. It really is about elevating the voice of the nurse, what is valuable in that space, and then how can we wrap services around that to make sure that we, we have the best potential for those things to come to fruition. As I listen to this, uh, you know, you're talking a lot about elevating the voice of the nurse. And I was just really impressed by the example of taking 80 nurses to do advocacy work. Uh, both in the in the sense of safety and other initiatives at hand, and what a, a beautiful example of, of magne magnifying the nurse's voice uh, at a national level to impact uh, specifically what's important to their profession. I've in my career, I've helped some health systems develop some strategic plans, and I really like how you've created those three categories. Do you have any insights into? Uh, as you develop this plan with, you know, these pillars and then you build programs into it, are you setting this up at a like two to five year mark? Is there specific KPIs or ways that you're trying to um, continue to show success and improvement with the with your strategic plan associated with these these three core principles? 
Yeah, so I'll talk about one in particular um, because I really think that um, in healthcare in general, when you take a look at entry into healthcare as a profession, uh, we know that we have lots of vacancies all over, right? And we're not seeing just a flood of entrants into these application pools. And so some of that is, you know, some of the press that has been with COVID um, over the last few years. The other is, as we talk to some of the high schoolers who have no exposure to a healthcare environment, they look at that building and say, hey, that's a big building. How do I go apply? I don't even know what jobs are in that building, right? And so, so as we look at our strategy, there are, there are things we've got to look at at all levels. Number one, how do we take a look at the pipeline coming into healthcare? How do we support that? And it, you, we hear a lot about working with high schoolers and giving them exposures and things like that. We think it's much bigger than that because I still think there is a barrier of an 18-year-old coming out of high school and walking into an acute care environment and having the tools they need to be successful. So I think we got to look at that differently, right? We got to look at, you know, how do we build units that would support that type of growth where somebody can start in that environment? or do we have the opportunity to really start them? Most of our uh, prep high schools are really geared for somebody to go to college, but can we create an opportunity that is more about, well, I don't necessarily want to go to college now, but how do I get into healthcare, see what it is I want to do, but be on a pathway where I can go to college, and then ultimately we would pay the tuition. And so that really requires us to to think differently with our academic partners. Uh, we have some amazing things underway um, that happy to come back some other time and, and talk about what the outcomes of those are. But uh, it really is, if I have an amazing patient care technician or one of my units, comes to work every day, smiles, patients love them, but to go to nursing school, it's four days a week. And if they've got to work three days a week to put food on the table for their families, something doesn't, the math doesn't work in a favorable way for that. And so, so we've got to look differently about how we partner with our academic partners to open up these opportunities. We are actively involved in that. And, uh, and then at the same time is as a, an LVN, how do I then do the same thing to get my RN? And then as a, individual as an RN with an associate's degree and I want to get my bachelor's degree, how do we open up those doors? And so I think a lot of work we're doing right now is aligning those partnerships. We're doing no cost tuition reimbursement. Um, a lot of those things to make sure we're, we're modifying our job descriptions. We're doing a lot of things in those areas based on direct feedback from our, from our front line, again, at all levels. Um, and then taking that, then really taking a look at how can we as a system align our jobs and our duties differently? And then how do we bring in our academic partners with some very clear expectations of this is what we really need to have in place for the individuals who work in the system to be successful? That is a, a, a differing approach that I, I haven't really heard in, in that I have heard of programs around, you know, um, introduction of high school students to healthcare, but what I like hearing is how to make that a good experience and a successful experience. Because I would agree, the tool sets you need and the skills you need to be able to enter into the complex space of healthcare, usually you're not adequately equipped as you're graduating high school. 
Um, and even as a new nurse, I know when I started, it was quite overwhelming. And so I, I think the approach that you're taking of looking at this holistically for success and sustainability of your workforce is something that I would to love learn more about as you continue to grow those programs and um, show how you're helping the workforce move through. You know, building the pipeline is key. Um, I am intrigued to know also kind of your retention metrics. I mean, you touch on this a, a bit about bringing the workforce in and helping them grow through their career. I heard career progression from LPN to RN. I also heard a little bit about flexibility, which we'll talk on in just a second. Uh, scheduling, how do you align scheduling to match this this personal, personal growth and professional growth? Um, but any retention um, strategies at play to continue to also retain the workforce that you are working really hard to recruit and design? Yeah. So here I'd had to really take an opportunity to brag on our transition to practice program. You know, in that program, it's there's several of these in the market, right? But we're really proud of ours. Number one, that it, we are accredited to the ANCC, which is a pretty rigorous process. But as we have brought individuals in, again, doing the initial upfront work, having discussions, really aligning their onboarding to what their needs are, uh, what we've seen as a system is is we have upwards of 80% retention uh, in that cohort, which is, is something for us to be really proud of. Honestly, I hadn't seen numbers like that before. So it's, it's you know, that is working. And so how do we take that same type of approach into a patient care technician, into an LVN. Uh, those are all things that we're actively exploring because I do think, um, you know, in healthcare, we're hiring more people uh, than we ever have just in general. But at the same time, our, our retention, if we don't get that under control, it's equally as important as bringing talent in. In fact, I would say it's more important. So putting a lot of energy in, into how do we retain career growth and then wrapping services around individuals. So they want to stay with your health system. Yeah, which I'm guessing that's under kind of your Excel opportunity as well and your, your grow and then Excel. I want to also speak to the reimagine. Um, and and we've, we've talked a little bit about this. So you touched on it. You know, I'm doing this podcast to talk to leaders around flexibility, what it means to the workforce that you're leading, what it means to you as a leader. And it really then lends itself into like, what is the future of nursing? Um, but Brian, from your perspective as a nurse and a nurse leader, what do you think flexibility means to the nurses that you're leading and to you and the leaders that are in charge of those, the, serving those nurses? Yeah. One of the things that I have to say is, is when we talk about flexibility, you know, we tend in the industry to get locked right in the schedule. Right. And I think it's much bigger than that. And, you know, we've got some wonderful HR partners and our system leaders. Um, as we're looking at this, we think it's much bigger than that. It's it's about, you know, the skills of, of lifestyle management, your physical health, your nutrition, uh, financing skills, you know, your community, your social well-being, your career mobility, emotional health. It's all of those things. It's about where you are in life. And then how do we bring things to you? Again, scheduling, incredibly important. Certainly uh, don't want to underestimate how important that is because that does allow you to kind of align your life. But there's all these other stressors that, you know, as we have an incredibly mobile workforce now, how do we wrap these things around you in a way that you can get to them? 
right? So it's not that you have to come to a clinic, but how do you have access through things like apps and, you know, 24 hour hotlines and things like that. So you have access to them when you need them versus the traditional model that, you know, I think we've all worked with over the years where the clinic is open from eight to four. And if you need something, uh, give us a call during that window. Uh, so what we have noticed is when we, when we talk about flexibility, it's much bigger than that. And so again, getting this information came directly from our workforce, you know, so we didn't, we didn't make this up. Uh, this is something that we have spent a lot of energy collecting the voice and then reacting to that and really kind of delivering on things that matter. Yeah. How did you get, get the voice of the nurse? Was it through surveys? Was it listening tours? I'm sure our leaders would, and, and listeners would love to know kind of what your strategy was because you are, this is a theme I'm hearing through this conversation is community focused, but also the voice of the nurse that's informing your strategic plan priorities and the way that you're serving as a leader. So what did you do to help get the voice of the nurse to, you know, the executive table as you think about these strategic plans and building out programs? So it, it gets back to, you mentioned a few of them. Uh, we do a lot of surveys, right, in, in different in different facets. But what I really want to talk more about uh, from the nursing side is our, our professional practice and our shared governance because I think that is ultimately is just a wealth of information. So you have individuals at the front line who are really leading the charge on how we deliver on nursing practice. And in, under the magnet principles, it's not just about nursing, it's about workplace and everybody being bought into, we're going to deliver excellence and this is our bar. And so you get that bar from talking to your front line and by creating this really robust shared governance committee, we're able to really glean a lot of information from them. So when we take a look at, you know, we've uh, initiated like a military style challenge coins for those who impact our system through some of the practice innovation work they've done. So as we develop that recognition program, you know, old school method, we would have just kind of put that into practice and moved on. But the way we prefer to do that is to give them those things and say, hey, how, how do you think this would be the most meaningful way to do this type of experience? What would, what would be the best way to do that? And, and we let them develop it. And then when they bring that forward, then we work as a system to make sure that we can execute on that and, and take that forward. So that, that's really what I think is, is one of our strengths, you know, with having so many magnet designated facilities. Uh, I think that is just an outcome of the amazing work that that our governance committees are doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not surprised that you are moving towards, you know, a ninth hospital getting magnet designated, as I heard your strong um, shared practice council and, and governance, which is a key foundation for magnet. So that's really exciting. And I think something that is a model that, you know, creates sustainable change and it's meshing both the full spectrum of who needs to be involved in these types of changes, which is definitely the frontline, the frontline leader. They are the boots on the ground and carrying it out. And so hearing that a lot of the solutions come from those that are doing the work and then your leadership team and executives, you know, giving the resources and clearing the path to make this reality is just a phenomenal model. 
What are your thoughts about the future of nursing? And as you talked about reimagine uh, as one of your core principles for Memorial Hermann, a strategic vision for nursing, you mentioned just briefly a little bit about the med surge space, um, a little bit of emergence of dual roles. And can you elaborate a bit more on your thoughts on that and what, and what you were implying when you talked a bit about the med search space and these dual roles? Yeah, so I think I need to back up just a little bit because to be a leader in this space, we have to have individuals who are committed to a vision like this, right? And I, and I have to say, none of this happens without our amazing leadership at our facility level. And I would be remiss if I did not call out our chief nursing officers, because I do think we have the best in the industry, bar none. And and they have really bought into, if we're going to do things differently, you know, being an innovator isn't always the easy space to live in. So we realize if we're going to be an innovator, we're going to have to, you know, think about things differently and stretch differently. And then how do we rely on each other across the market to to make sure that as we align in this space, the things we're doing um, replicate, right? And so, so one of the things that we have done um, in that space is we think about what the future of nursing is, and especially in the med surge space, is one of the things they put on the table early on is, is we need a nursing institute. And so what we have done is I'm very proud to say that, that we have launched our nursing institute officially um, as of January. Now, we'll have the messaging like the Big Bang will go out around Nurses Week. because I think it's just an amazing story. But under our nursing institute, what we're looking at is how do we elevate the nursing profession? Um, everything from excellence to well-being and be the national leader. How do we accelerate that innovation to the bedside? So. We have amazing nurse leaders in our facility. How do we wrap the services around them so they can move fast, right? But purposeful at the same time, because what we learned in COVID, I'm a big fan of, uh, I believe innovation fatigue is real. We had a lot of things thrown at the bedside uh, during COVID. And I think that, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're avoiding that. Oh, here's the one more thing. And it's going to create work for us, right? But that's because the model was backwards. If we take a look at what the bedside nurse and our nurses le- nurse leaders at the facility are looking for, and then we answer that question, it is not one more thing. This is something I can get behind. And if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, dude, we try. And so I think that's, that's the difference in messaging because we really leverage that workforce differently. And then that helps us to excel in our outcomes and our operations and everything that we're doing. And so as we take a look at how do we reimagine med surge, a lot of the ideas that we've heard that have been put on the table are, I really like med surge, but, but it's a hard environment to work. And so how do we answer the question of maybe I can work one day as a faculty member for one of our academic partners? And then two days on that same unit as a staff member. And you think about the incredible continuity we would have because what we tend to see with, you know, multiple schools rotating through, through our different environments is none of the hospitals in the market do things the same. And so individuals are constantly bombarded with how we do business versus somebody else in the market. And so you just take a look at how can we create continuity 
and open up opportunities and extend somebody's career in med surge. These are some of the things that we're really taking a look at is how do we create these dual type roles where we can do some of these things? Because we think it would be great for students and it would also be great for our facility as we create that pipeline that truly gets gets to know us as a system at the same time, you know, really buys into our culture about how we deliver that type of care at the highest level to to everybody who walks in the door. That approach, I think, is going to be really important in the days ahead, specifically, you know, as we look at the workforce that may potentially retire. And is there a way it, it, we know the advisory board, there's the the potential knowledge gap that comes with retiring workforce. And so extension of the career and that knowledge, institutional knowledge, but also practice knowledge that's so important for our health systems and coming up with unique ways of engaging such as dual roles like faculty or med surge. I've worked with some other health systems that have been like mentor and preceptor and then one day med surge. Um, so I think being able to create that diversity of experience for those that are looking to continue to c- practice, but maybe just not in the extensive way that was of the past is going to be really powerful. The Nursing Institute, you, you briefly mentioned that, but what exactly is the Nursing Institute? What What is that encompass? You know, you mentioned that's going to be launched during the Nurses Week, which is coming up soon, the impactful work of your CNOs at every hospital and leaders at the front line. But um, I'm just curious if you can share uh, a little bit more about what the Nursing Institute at Memorial Hermann is. Yeah. So uh, the way we look at the Nursing Institute is, you know, it really is an accelerator, right? So we have so many things that are coming down the pipe. You know, healthcare is evolving at a pace that uh, it's, Stressful and uh, energizing all at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> but we take a look at the nursing uh, innovation. Really, the current model is based on, you know, a leader kind of wrapping their their arms around uh, a PI project, or if you're going to the evidence based practice route, really like struggling with the question, kind of gathering the resources around it, executing it. And then getting those outcomes really kind of all lands in their lap on how we get those outcomes and then scale them across the system. The way we're taking a look at the Nursing Institute is how do we bring these wraparound services to that individual who's interested in innovation and and really, you know, give them the playbook on, hey, let's measure things this way. And can we actually do that measurement for you versus you spending your time there because you're delivering direct patient care? That's what we want you to do. We want you to do that at a high level. But at the same time, we want to help you get through some of this innovation because we know that's important to you. It's important to us, certainly too, right? And so how do we wrap these services around? It may be a less intense PDCA type exercise. Or it may be all the way to some of the things we're looking at that would be true nursing research. And so we actually have some nurse scientists aligned up under our nursing institute to help with things like designing research. And then how do we execute on that and making sure that we stay aligned with the research question. So it really provides the whole gamut of services. And as we look at technology even the the list on looking at technology by the time you get through vendors and the security and all the things that it takes to make that happen 
really want to take that as much off the facilities as we can, because we think that actually puts us in a much better spot to be innovative than if we kind of follow the traditional way of, of handling some of those things uh, that we've done in the industry for 100 years, right? Yeah, it, where you can accelerate, please do. We know that uh, it takes 17 years on average to get you know new evidence into practice. By that point, it's not new anymore, but practice transformation is a bit of a lift. And so the Nursing Institute sounds like something that can help bring innovation and accelerate that. One last question. You talk a lot about wraparound services. And so would that be the support of those that you have in the Nursing Institute, like nursing scientists or others to help kind of guide those that are a part of it around, you know, the process, whether it is a PDC cycle or true nursing research or leading a project? Is that how you would define kind of those wraparound services? Because I've heard you mention that a lot and it's kind of a new yeah. thing hearing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what we're growing into. Uh, you know, it's new. But this is exactly what we're growing into is is what we're asking right now is we have brought in a couple of nurse scientists um, to actually help with some of these early, early initiatives that we've already identified. But it really is what type of service do you need? Is it a data need? And so we have an individual in the nursing institute who is aligned with delivering some of that data. Uh, we have a nurse scientist in the nursing institute who's helping with, you know, the questions and, you know, not everybody knows how to write scientifically if you're, if you're, you know, and so bringing some of those expertise to the table so that we can help with that. I wish I had some wraparound services sometimes. I, that would have been really helpful in, in my career. Uh, a lot of crowd by fire in some of the learnings. And so uh, your ability to help support the nurses at Memorial Hermann with these types of support structures is phenomenal. You know, I know Memorial Hermann is a very community-centric organization, you're committed to serving your local communities. Uh, can you share a, a bit more about unique programs or initiatives that you have in place to help accomplish this mission-driven purpose that Memorial Hermann has? Yeah, you know, I'm so proud to be in a system. You know, we, you know, in our community contribution are, are running around $470 million. And that does, that does so much uh, in our communities. We have you know, about a dozen or so uh, free clinics in the market uh, We all, that include some of our school-based health clinics. Um, a lot of initiatives around uh, exercise and recreation, we're doing a lot of with the restoration of parks. Um, and at the same time is, you know, taking a look at, you know, how do we align differently? And I talked about our, 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 real, our real drive to look at making uh, education more accessible. But it just is an amazing, just amazing to sit back and take a look at, you know, all the opportunities we have as a system our size to really to take a look at a system that's our size and the impact that we have. You take a look at our Southwest Hospital. We have committed to being an anchor institution. And what that means is we are going to hire from the community that surrounds our hospital we're going to be dedicated to making that possible. So that's where we've done a lot of the energy we talked about earlier as far as looking at our job descriptions, removing barriers to entry as a healthcare. And what that really does for us is, is we'll have to have the services to make those things you know, successful. So it really is full circle because then the individual who is coming from the communities, part of the healthcare team, and is making our community healthier and at the same time delivering excellence at the bedside. That is really uh, an impactful model. Uh, and 
you know, the community approach, you're really holistic in how you're you're looking at health, which we know it's not just the entry point to a hospital or even a doctor's visit. It's it's friends, family, lifestyle, you know, professional opportunities, academic, uh, spiritual, you know, all these components that make us make us human and being able to impact in, in different ways before someone enters into a, a acute facility or a doctor's uh, offices, really a forward thinking mindset. And uh, I'm, I can see now why you said the stars align with uh, joining Memorial Hermann and your background in some of the work that you had done with population health prior uh, and leading in, in that space. Brian, this has been really insightful and I think inspiring as I listen to the mission-driven approach that you and your leaders at Memorial Hermann are taking. As a final question, I would just love to know, you know, what would you like to hand off to our listeners today? Yeah, so, you know, we talked a lot about healthcare evolving. And I think that, you know, we really need to embrace that and and lean into the opportunity that is being presented every day as far as innovation goes. This space is wide open for nurses and to be leaders in this space. You know, there's a reason that we are consistently rated as the top trusted profession. I think it's time to add innovation to that. So it really should be nurses, trusted innovators all rolled into one. And I think the opportunity is sitting right here in our lap. We just got to own it. I love it. Yes, I would agree. Innovators, problem solvers. And I mean, it's what they what we do every day when we care for patients, our communities. And the time is now. And uh, it, it sounds like you're, you and your team is leading the charge in this space. Uh, I would love to check back in in a year or so and hear how everything's going. I uh, really appreciate your time today, Brian. And um, thank you and your leaders at Memorial Hermann for how you're serving your communities with health, but also with new ways of operating to sustain and change healthcare. Oh, thank you for letting me spend some time with you today. It's been a pleasure. With you today, it's been a pleasure.